Welcome to the Lessons Learned Podcast, a podcast reflecting on the lessons we've learned and those we're still in the process of learning. I'm Komal, your host. I'm an interviewer, investor, and someone who has lived a lot of life in a short time. I built this podcast as a place for us to reflect, to be together, and to learn from one another. Let's get into it. Welcome to episode three, guys. I have been shooting all over myself this week. If you haven't heard that expression, expression, it's when all the shoulds in your mind take over and you start listening and then get confused and you just generally feel a little bit low about yourself and all the things. And looking back on the week, I can see where it kind of came from. Launching the podcast last week felt really important and impactful and very important for me personally. And I started getting in my head about the show and the format and segments and what I should do here and what my first interview should be and all of the things. And in a beautifully excited kind of way though, not in a daunting, overwhelming kind of way. And one night I couldn't fall asleep. It was around 1 a.m. Uh, Mitch had fallen fast asleep as he does. It takes him very little time to fall asleep. It takes me a little while when I'm in these sorts of grooves with projects or work. And so I decided to get out of bed and record a podcast episode. And so I sat down, got the mic out. You guys might have seen this picture on my Instagram. The mic was just resting on my chest and I spoke and shared And in that specific episode I recorded, I talked about home. Now, something unexpected happened while I was talking about home in that episode. I shared a little bit about my upbringing in my childhood. And, you know, sometimes in speeches, I can very quickly brush over the part about my childhood and my perspective of my childhood growing up in a household with an abusive alcoholic. My uncle was... uh, was an alcoholic. He was very joyful and wonderful and loving and caring many times, but often he was also angry and drunk and taking us kids for a ride and everyone in the house for a ride. And I grew up in a conjoined family, my mom, my dad, my aunt, my uncle, my three cousins, my brother, my grandparents, and me. So at any given time, there could be like nine to 11 people in the house. And so I shared about that in that episode, and I didn't expect the vulnerability hangover that hit me afterwards. (laughs) And I hadn't had that kind of feeling since my writing for Huffington Post blog back in the day in my mid-20s. And it caught me off guard, and I felt very, very overwhelmed for a few days. And I felt overwhelmed because this is a part of my childhood I haven't personally uncovered a lot of in therapy or coaching. I've done some work around that, but um, it very clearly is a place that I still have some unresolved experiences and things I need to work out. But also it caught me off guard because it threw me off in terms of my creativity and in terms of my self-worth because it dredged up a lot of those feelings and experiences I had when I was a kid, when I was very young, feelings of not being seen, not feeling heard, feeling like I was always doing the wrong thing, saying the wrong thing, being the wrong person, and that somehow my mere existence caused pain for other people. And so you can imagine the roller coaster of a couple of days of 
feeling on this high about launching the podcast and then having this very personal experience about recording this episode and all the things that came up from it. And then this resurgence of experiences and feelings from when I was younger. And where does one land from there? I tried re-recording episode about home and the different facets of home and how we find our home through our culture, through our physical spaces, through the relationships around us. And then finally, how we really find home in ourselves. But I couldn't do it. It didn't feel authentic. It didn't feel like me. It felt put on. And I was like, this is not you. (laughs) And then I started thinking about segments and how a friend of mine said, you know, sometimes it's hard to listen to a longer podcast without pauses and these things. So then I started thinking, how can I switch up the format? And all of these things started coming up in my brain that just started to overwhelm me. This is when the overwhelm kicked in. And then finally today... I sat down and I got back to what I talked about in the last episode, which was turning off the noise, sitting down, pushing record on my microphone, and just talking. I think that we can get so in our heads about the thing we're supposed to do, the thing we're creating, what it's supposed to look like, all the shoulds come up and we start shoulding on ourselves. But this is your weekly reminder to throw the shoulds out the window and to do whatever the fuck you need to do to create, to feel great, to do the work that's in your heart to be done and to move past the things that are holding you back from doing the work you're meant to do. And so this leads me into the lesson I want to talk about this week, one that I am still in the process of learning. As I shared, we're talking about lessons I've learned or our guests have quote unquote learned, but I never actually think you fully learn a lesson. I think there's always layers to lessons. Um, So this is a lesson with multiple layers. And that is that it's okay to get lost. I feel like I've been lost for a few years now, dare dare I say most of my adult life. (laughs) And I think that that is totally okay. And that we need to reassure each other that no one actually has their shit figured out. Everyone is just doing the best that they possibly can. And you hear the term fake it till you make it, all these things, fake it till you become it, whatever. It's just like from moment to moment, we are just doing the best that we possibly can. And that's what I feel like has been the epitome of the last few years of my life. When I did the documentary Dream Girl, it was a point in my career where I had been fired from a previous job and launched my media company that very same day because girl over here control freak, type A personality, I can't not have or couldn't have a project I was working on or a thing I was building. Me who used to associate so much of my identity and who I am with my self-worth and my productivity. The same day I was fired, I started my media company. And then I started consulting with clients that I had worked with at that previous company and started doing media production work, film production work, video production work. And then Dream Girl landed in my inbox And I approached it with such intense certainty. I made Dream Girl, I made that documentary, the thing I was meant to create in the world at that time because, yes, I had an inner calling. I was listening to my gut, but also because I needed that sense of control of knowing what I am and who I am in the world. And I think that's totally normal. That's the thing that we all are seeking. What is the validation we're going to get? What is the thing that's going to make us feel like who we're meant to be in the world, that we have a purpose, that we're here for something bigger. But 
what I wish I would have done a little bit more of before becoming so quote unquote certain is I wish I would have let myself get lost a little bit more. And the reason that I wish that is because looking back on that period of time and diving headfirst into something like Dream Girl and going all in and not having a lot of space to breathe in between, I see the impact that it had on me physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I didn't have a lot of space to breathe, to feel, to play, to get lost in the equation, to love the journey. And so this is my intention, I guess, continuing to set an intention for what this podcast will continue to unfold and become for me. I want this to keep being a place where I can get lost. I got really lost this week, you guys. I got so incredibly lost this week that I didn't think I would be able to find myself enough, a semblance of myself enough to record another episode. It is literally the second week of launching this thing. (laughs) And I want to be this candid with you guys because I think it's important for you to see the back end of how my brain works, of how all of this comes together, of what it takes to create this kind of a space. And it takes getting lost. And so I want to talk a little bit about what it was like to be lost for a few years. Now, before we dive into the second half of this episode, I'm going to introduce a new segment right now called Slide Into My DMs. Earlier this week, Mitch didn't think I knew what sliding into someone's DMs meant, but alas, I do. This week I asked, have you ever felt lost, but later found gratitude for that period of your life? grateful for the lack of direction or clarity. What did you learn from feeling lost? And I got some really beautiful responses, some long form sharing, some shorter responses. So I'm going to share some of those with you guys right now. Someone shared, my path didn't have to follow the same path as everyone. It was okay to be different. Someone else said, you have to find yourself, but you also got to let people support you. Community was a big theme in the messages that were coming in. Katie said, ah, yeah getting sober. I felt so, so lost and alone until I found a community to lift me up. I learned how important connection is because I was and still am able to borrow strength from others when I don't have it within myself. Someone else shared, most of my childhood youth and young adult life I felt lost. When I had my first baby at 36 is when the yearning and exploration really began. I'm 48 and just finding out who I am now. The last one I'm going to share is a deeply personal one that really hit my heart, and I'm very appreciative to the listener who shared this story, and I want to honor and hold space for it while I share it with all of you uh, with their permission. They said, a few years ago, I took a leave of absence from my corporate job in order to travel and just get a break. Since I was single, no kids, I put a lot of extra time into work and got to a point where I was over it all. I quit one year into my leave so I could take care of my mom in her final year following a brain cancer recurrence. After she passed last year, I felt the pressure to get back to work ASAP by myself and family who thought I needed to get out of the house after being her full-time caregiver for a year. She was bed-bound and nonverbal, so it was a lot to take on. I'd been off for two years and was tired of telling people I'm still not working. Earlier this year, my dad passed away unexpectedly while we were on a trip taking my mom's ashes to India. My heart breaks for this person, and I'm so appreciative that they shared this. I'm still not back to work, but more than ever, I appreciate the time I spent with my parents over the past couple of years. 
I took them to Europe. We all traveled to India together, and I got to be with my dad while we grieved my mom's death. I'm forever grateful for the memories we made and have gotten way more comfortable telling people that I trust the timing of my life. This listener has had a lot of pressure from people around her. Some people actually told her that she should have gotten married earlier so her parents could have been at her wedding, which was devastating to read here. But what she says is, if I was married, I may not have had all the quality time I did with my parents, which beats having them at my wedding. And if I was back to work, I wouldn't have had those nine months with my dad, which were so hard for him and me, but we got through it together. And who knew those would be the last months with him? I'm way more comfortable with the uncertainty of my life, and I'm trying to use this time to decide my path rather than get uncomfortable and jump back into a routine mindlessly. It takes a lot to share your stories, and I want to honor and hold space for all of your courage, for your words, for your life experiences, and it means the world to me that you trust me with them. Thank you guys for sliding into my DMs. Stay tuned on Instagram for your next opportunity to be featured on the show. Now let's get back into the episode. Funny story. (laughs) I just took a pause and then started recording again, only I didn't press record. Welcome to episode three of (laughs) the Lessons Learned podcast, where Komal needs to remember that the flashing red light does not mean record. The solid red light means record. So we're back. (laughs) And where I left you guys was diving into how getting the lost, how getting lost helped me through the last few years. And I found a quote that I'd like to share with you all that I just Googled. (laughs) And it's one that resonated as I was scrolling through the page. It is that it is an ironic habit of human beings to run faster when we have lost our way. Hmm. The reason that this resonates so deeply is I feel like from 2016 to early 2017, this was the definition of what I was doing. I felt like at that time I couldn't pause or take a minute or take a breath because I was so afraid of what might happen if stillness entered. I had both the best and worst year of my life that year. I was diagnosed with cancer the same week we were named to Oprah Super Soul 100 when we were creating Dream Girl, our documentary film about female entrepreneurs. The same month that we premiered it at the Obama White House, I had my first surgery three weeks prior to our um, premiere date at the White House. It was my first pain-free day when we went for that screening. The week I was on my first magazine cover was the same week I went under for my second surgery. And the fall of that year, you know, we had these massive ups and downs, ups and downs, and we just kept the pedal to the metal. We just kept going full throttle because when you're in that wave of success or when you're in a space where you have solid forward momentum, you think that if you take a breather or if you slow down, you're going to lose it all. Who's going to remember me? Who's going to care about what we've done? I'm going to become irrelevant if I take a second. The thing was, I think had I taken more space and time during that experience, the success of what I was contributing to could have likely been sustained over a longer period of time. Instead, 
I came back that fall from my second surgery in July of 2016. I came back that fall to New York. And I didn't realize at the time that I was suffering from PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder from my last surgery because of a number of things that happened during it. Um, and because I was so afraid of slowing down, I decided I was going to sprint. I started, when I started feeling so lost because of my lived experience, the traumas I had gone through, it made me feel so out of control that I thought the only antidote to it was to sprint faster than I'd ever gone and for us to go all in that fall. And so we toured, we went to various parts of Canada and Northeastern United States, and we showed the film, we toured, we spoke, we were on stages, we went here, we did this, we did that. It was the 2016 election in the U.S. We were very immersed in that world, and my body just couldn't take it. My body wanted more space. My body wanted me to take my feeling of getting lost, my feeling of feeling misdirected or um, just not connected to myself and use that as an opportunity to slow down. But I did the opposite. And then my body made me crash and actually take a second and let myself ruminate in how lost I actually was. Getting lost destroyed me. I remember in January of 2017, I had just moved back to Canada after that 2016 election, after I got, I got, was given the clean bill of health, I was cancer free, but then I got hit with a neurological illness where I couldn't see out of my left eye and had to find a neurologist and all these things and decided not to pursue it in the U.S. because of cost. It was very cost prohibitive, as, as a lot of you guys know in the U.S., so I moved back home into my beautiful home in the country with Mitch's dad, my father-in-law, and this is where I did my recovery. This is where I had to face how lost I was. And what was funny is at the time I thought to the world, everybody must have been so, you know, also caught up in all the things we were doing and so proud of all of our accomplishments and all of these different things. But once I stopped and started talking to the people around me, there was this sense of worry and concern for the pace, for how much we were doing, for various reasons. And I couldn't tune into that concern and that genuine hope that slowing down would come for me because at the time I was just so focused on running faster because I'd lost my way. And a funny thing happens when getting lost destroys you and you have your lowest moments, which I had in the room right next to where I'm recording this podcast. You realize that the space in between and the breaths in between and the moments of downtime and the ability to wander actually bring you back to yourself, actually keep you from remaining lost. No, you know, it's not even that. It's, it allows you to enjoy being lost. Because what if being lost wasn't a bad thing 
to me, getting lost means feeling like you're not connected to your core. You're not connected to yourself. You don't know exactly what or why you're doing what you're doing. You're feeling like I did this week where you're overwhelmed. You, don't, you can't sit down. You can't get make that time and space to create for yourself. You can't um, make sense of what's in front of you. Um, and you just generally feel overwhelmed, anxious, and unsure. You're not sure what, what the ne- next right step is. You're afraid of connecting to yourself, of sitting down, of thinking, of reflecting. You don't know what stopping is going to do to you. That's getting lost to me. Or I guess that's like the, that's what getting lost, that's what I thought getting lost was before 2017. So when I had to take off a year to recover and reclaim my health, that's when I learned that through getting lost, it can make us so much more appreciative of the journey that we're on. And it can make us understand that getting lost is part of the cycle of our life. We go through these cycles of certainty, of commitment to what we're doing and building, of leveling up, if you will, when we know what our next right step is supposed to be. We execute, we action it. But after you do your first next right step, you still have to decide what the next right step after that's going to be. And before you can take that step, you have to get lost. You have to be confused. You have to feel discombobulated. You have to feel uncomfortable. That's when, that's why people say find comfort in the discomfort. That discomfort is that feeling of being lost. And 2017, 2018 taught me how to wander, how to appreciate that sense of being lost, how to rebound quicker when I am lost. And this week was a perfect example of the importance of that for me because I could have ruminated. I could have not recorded an episode for this week and just been stuck in the shoulds and all the things that I thought this needed to be for the world and for me and all the expectations and all of the things that were filling my brain. But instead, I employed the tactics and the skills that I've been able to build up over the last few years and get myself back to a place where I'm wandering and not running faster, where I'm mindfully taking my steps outside, immersing myself in nature, coming back to my meditation, getting back to a morning routine, When we're lost, we need the habits that can anchor us in every day. And when I get lost, it's when I've lost the anchor of those habits, when I've just kind of let them become airy-fairy. I might still be doing some of the things throughout my day, but it's not with the same intention and rooting that I have in the past. So a simple example of that is this morning, I got up and I meditated before my workout, which might seem like not a big deal, only I haven't done that in weeks. I've been afraid to sit and to observe my thoughts because I just wasn't sure what was there. But I had these habits and I had these anchors to come back to and try again, even when the fear felt too big, even when seeing what was in my brain felt too hard. And that helped reset me. I went outside and I spent time with the pines. We have a forest nearby on our property and I just took a jaunt and a walk through there and I felt like back in my skin again. I felt I was able to 
I was able to move past all the things that came up from recording that previous episode earlier this week, the terror and the, the hard feelings from my childhood that reared their head, and come back into the gratitude I have for the life I'm living now. I went from that high-speed sprint to a thoughtful wander. And I use wander because what I think of when I think that is is just walking quietly and slowly through a forest. So getting lost initially destroyed me from that fall of 2016 to early 2017. But getting lost now has also helped me trust myself again. The most recent example being trusting myself enough to start this show and trusting myself enough to be on this mic and trusting myself enough to know that my thoughts and what I have to say matter enough for you to listen. And what I want to reflect back to you right now is that you can trust yourself. You can trust your wandering mind. You can trust the body that you've been at war with for a majority of your life. You can trust the decisions you're making and the decisions you've made. You can trust the good and the bad parts of your life and your lived experience. You can trust all of you. It might not feel good. You might not be the most proud of it all, but it's your life. And it's your responsibility to own it. Because as we do own these various parts of ourselves and these various decisions and these various things we've done to get to this exact moment, the more we own that, the more we can actually be present and fully immersed in right now. The more we can go from that high-speed sprint to that slow and thoughtful march forward where every step however having required us to get lost is the intentional and next right step forward. So let yourselves get lost, guys. And don't feel that knee-jerk reaction to sprint. And if you do, know that it's okay. But just let yourself slow down once in a while. Take a deep breath. Re-anchor yourself in those daily habits that makes the most sense to you. And then slowly feel that sense of clarity and sense of self again. Thank you for tuning in this week to our lesson that it's okay to get lost. Thank you for holding space for me as I get lost and find myself and get lost and find myself. And I'm sure this will keep happening through the evolution of this show. And things are going to be a little bit messy. And I hope that that's something that you're willing to roll with with me as this show unfolds. Because I'm not perfect. The branding of this show might be fucking beautiful. Thank you, Rhaenyra. (laughs) But I am a messy, figuring my shit out, doing the best that I can, and wanting to take you guys along for the ride, human. And that's enough for me right now maybe it won't be later but right now in this moment it feels pretty enough and so I hope that you feel your enoughness thank you so much for tuning in 
If you loved this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want to follow me, Gomal, check me out on Instagram at K-O-M-A-L-M-I-N-H-A-S or the show at Lessons Learned Podcast underscore. And if you have an idea of a lesson that we should dive into on the show, then slide into our DMs and submit there or on the website along with any guests you think I should interview and talk all of the things with. As always, I hope that you make some time for you this week and reflect on the lessons you're learning or have learned and take some time to celebrate all the incredible that is you. Until next time, guys. Bye.